coming up on the Venus Cuckoldress podcast. Gay Twitter is pretty amazing. You can see some incredible bodies on there. Right? I was just like, damn, this is really aesthetically quite pleasing. <laughs> yeah. I can definitely see how cuckolding would be that much easier and more prolific yeah. experiences to it's, be had. Yeah, I mean, you get you get on Grinder and it tells you how many feet away somebody is. You oh know? my god! <laughs> well, you're yeah. left out over there. <laughs> he thought he was denying me, and I was like, "That's the point, babe." <laughs> <laughs> You are now listening to the Venus Cuckoldress podcast, a place to learn all things cuckolding for the curious, the passionate, and the sexually empowered woman who wants it all. Go to venuscuckoldress.com. You'll find the new Queen's Quarters fan destination. Book a one-to-one chat with me, listen to the private podcast, and even get access to my secret Snapchat group, where I share some of my most intimate encounters. Now sit back, make yourself comfortable, and let's dive right into this episode. Welcome, welcome to the show, everybody. I am your host, Venus. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. This is going to be such a fun one. (laughs) I had such a great time doing this episode with my friend Thomas, who goes by Gay Cuckold Hubby on Twitter. And this was my opportunity to really learn all about gay cuckolding. And it was absolutely fascinating. So I think you're going to have a lot of fun right now with that. And of course, this is just in time for Pride Month. It is June. And it's that time of year when all the homophobes get all up and uncomfortable. So (laughs) hopefully you're not listening to this because you're going to be a whole lot of uncomfortable. (laughs) This is for allies only. And anyway, we're just going to have a lot of fun doing this. Like I said, we're going to talk about all of the similarities, the differences when it comes to hetero and gay cuckolding. And yeah, it's just going to be a good time all around. Now, before we get started, I have just one announcement. That's it. (laughs) Just one. And it is that the next Pillow Talk is coming up Thursday, June 15th. And it is going to be some, let me tell you, big slut energy (laughs) with, of course, my very good friends, Scarlett and Anya. They are the co-founders of Slut Sisters. And also, they are hosts of the Flaming Yoni podcast. They are going to be joining me for a live podcast. Crowdcast event called Pillow Talk, where you get to ask questions, watch, listen, hang out, chat, do all that fun stuff while we talk about mm-hmm, big slut energy. It's going to be a good time. So it is free for you to register, free for you to uh, catch it live. And that's going to happen June 15th. 
12 p.m. Pacific. That's 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you want to watch the replay, you can, but you need to be a member of the Queen's Quarters supporter group. So a couple of things. You can go to venuscuckoldress.com, click on the events page to register, click on the Queen's Quarters page if you want to learn about how to support the podcast and get all of the amazing perks like the replays of the Pillow Talk episodes. Okay. That's it for announcements. Super quick today. Let's jump in to this show with my friend, Gay Cackled Hubby. Joining me on the show today, I have my friend Thomas, who goes by Gay Cackled Hubby on Twitter. I'm so excited to have you on the show today to talk about gay cuckolding, something I have, a topic I have not talked about on the show before, but this is right on time for Pride Month. So welcome to the show, Thomas. Say hello to all of the listeners. Hello. Thank you so much, Venus. I'm super excited to be on the show, super excited to be doing this. Yay. Okay. So I'm just going to read your Twitter bio to give the listeners a little bit of an idea of who you are and what you're all about. And then I'll have you talk about how, how you got into all of this. So your bio says submissive top and top in quotation marks, <laughs> <laughs> a beta who loves when my slutty husband cucks me with bigger men. I am sensing a size queen size king theme <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah for sure <laughs> uh, is there such thing as like a, a size queen in in game yeah, yeah i mean you hit it on the head size queen is the is the term that's used <laughs> Not size king or size prince or something <laughs> <laughs> might need a bit of an update but yeah no size queen is uh has definitely been used Okay. This is part of why I really wanted to do this show is because like, I am genuinely so fucking curious to know <laughs> what the similarities are in gay cuckolding and hetero. And then like, what are some unique kind of differences? And we'll get into that. But first of all, I want to know, or I want you to share your story about how you got into this and, um, and your relationship and that sort of thing. Sure. Um, well, first, um, just a little bit about me. I'm 42 years old. Uh, I've been married since my early 20s. Um, I think that that probably kind of plays a lot into it. I didn't have a lot of experience before um, before getting married. Um, but yeah, I've been with my husband for many years. We were completely monogamous for the first uh, seven or eight years um, and hadn't really discussed or even thought about kind of opening up the relationship in any way. Um, but I had these fantasies. Um, I was scared to admit them for a long time, but I had the fantasies. I um, held them into myself and slowly as I think probably we grew more comfortable with each other, more comfortable expressing some fantasies that started coming out more and more it became intriguing to the point of, should we actually try this? Um, and we did. We both Loved it. We were both scared going into it, but we both loved it, and um, and we've been doing it for uh, several years now. Like, kind of as an identity, we've been you know yeah. delving into that. That is so fascinating to me. So, where did this? Where did these fantasies come from? Did you? Where did you like watch it in porn, or did it just organically just? 
this is what turns me on and I'm fantasizing about these things or how, where, how did the cuck switch get flipped for you? So I, I feel like I've always been kind of, um, fascinated by some power dynamics, like that kind of kink, like, uh, um, a little bit of submissive nature. I'm I'm submissive early on, you know, in my 20s, I was still trying to figure that out, dominant, submissive, and, and there's a lot of flexibility within that. But as I was figuring this out, I was looking into porn. And back then, like, in my early 20s, there was literally zero gay cuckolding content. Um, could not find it. Uh, it wasn't on Google, anything. So I didn't even really understand that it existed. Um, but I did see some straight cuckolding porn and the dynamic in there really spoke to me. And yeah. I just immediately was like, I identify with that, with that husband, you know, watching. Um, and again, just thought it didn't exist. And then Tumblr came along and that changed a lot of things. <laughs> uh, people started kind of making their own content and I'm not making it. They started pulling content and little clips from here and there and started creating their own narrative with it and started giving uh, their own backstory to, uh, to some erotica. And then a community started kind of developing from that. Hey guys, guess what? I have found something pretty amazing It is a natural way for you to get better erection strength, quality, and firmness, all things I know you want. And it also gives you better performance and stamina in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And as a bonus, it benefits your overall cardiovascular and sexual health. It's called Joy Mode. I love the name. It's a sexual performance booster, and it's made with science-backed ingredients. It's like a pre-workout supplement, but for the bedroom. So whether you're amping up the heat with the wife in the bedroom or you're going for gold (laughs) in a marathon session at a hotel takeover event, this supplement has to be part of your routine, part of the checklist. You can learn more and order yours at usejoymode.com. And if you enter the code VENUS, you get 20% off. So that's usejoymode.com. Go ahead, get yours. Thank me later. Okay. So, yeah, I I, th- I feel like cuckolding in porn was just not a thing back then. And then yeah. everybody just kind of like, there was this wave, this tidal wave of cuckolding stuff that came out um, on Tumblr and... Mm-hmm. Because that's like when I was first learning about it, people right. were sending me to Tumblr. <laughs> and I was just like, I didn't really understand this. I'm like, is this supposed to be a blog or is this just porn? Because like everything they sent me was like straight up porn memes and shit like that. Yeah. So I was like all confused. But there was right. a lot of content there. So I see how that community kind of started there. And now, now what do you think? Like now it's kind of like everywhere. It's it's pretty much everywhere. There's so much of it in pop culture. There's references in so many movies and TV series. And um, but yeah, I mean, I think the Tumblr was great because it finally gave like actual people with different experiences could start describing what they were doing. So in the past, you know, porn is always traditionally done by heterosexual men who are directing it, and it just kind of has one viewpoint. Um, and then once you were able to get more people involved in that, 
what I've seen, what you have done and what I've seen from cuckoldress is not wise. It's been great. It's changed the dynamic a little bit, but it's also, it's actually allowed people to probably get outside of the pornification of cuckolding and get a little bit into the reality of it. Um, and I think for a long time, that just wasn't the case. So I think, yeah, I mean, I think that Tumblr and then Twitter, uh, anywhere that has kind of an open space that people can create community is fantastic. Yeah, those spaces are slowly disappearing, though. It's, it's, I know <laughs> it's scary. I've, uh, I was locked out of Twitter for like a week last, you know, last week for about a week for, I can't remember. It was like copyright infringement or something like that. But it's, yeah, I've definitely, I've lost one account already, and I know that I keep reading so many articles about these, all these spaces being taken away. Yeah. From- yeah, from it's, kind of, it's really shitty. It really um, is. Okay, so going going back to when you first were having these fantasies, mm-hmm. you said that you were afraid to bring it up to your partner. This is yeah. such a cuck thing, <laughs> right? And it, it really is. And then it's like this whole cycle of um, of shame, which cucks tend to eroticize. So yeah. it, yeah, it's a whole thing um, where you know eventually we did end up talking about it. But yeah, it was definitely. Um, we kind of didn't have a whole lot of discussion. I mean, I feel like there's probably some differences between gay and straight people is when a straight couple gets together, I think it's changing a lot, but it used to be, you had these expectations of monogamy and that was kind of it. You didn't even have the discussion. So gay men kind of have to have the discussion because you don't have this expectations. So we discussed whether we wanted to be open or not. And it just didn't, for both of us, I think at the time, we just, we didn't really want to go down that avenue. We were super happy being monogamous. So it felt like a violation kind of to want to bring this up to him. Um, Okay. And then it took a while until he showed some kind of interest in maybe opening something up where I became emboldened enough to mention it and to start talking about it. Um, were you guys like vanilla or were, were did you have some like power dynamic things? We had some power on? dynamics. I mean, you know, light BDSM, a little bit of tying up, that kind of thing. So it wasn't like we were, you know, completely vanilla. Um, but I think that we both kind of had a bit of a sexual animal inside of us that we were just kept holding back a little bit for not even for any good reason. Just, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys, you got married young, right? Like, we did, yeah, like yeah. early, early 20s, yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty normal, I guess, that you would grow and evolve sexually together. But you're just so lucky that you guys ended up going down the same road together and enjoying it and all of that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's I, I remind myself and him of that all the time, how lucky we are, because it is a interesting dynamic that really takes two people who are – in a way, polar opposite to make it work, mm-hmm. um, but have to have the same end goal. And yeah, I just got really lucky. He's super, uh, um, he's been super flexible and understanding. And it's, he didn't understand it at first, to be honest. Like he didn't quite understand it. We did a lot of talking about it before anything got acted on. Um, but yeah, he was kind of confused at why I didn't want to be involved more. Cause you know, part right. of my, everyone is, explores cuckolding differently, but mine is kind of the removal of it, of myself. Um, And that's kind of the turn on. And he kind of didn't understand that. He was like, well, why aren't we just having a threesome or, you know, 
Right, because so it seems so unfair, right? Like right. one person's getting all this sexy fun, and then exactly. it seems he like, thought he, well, you're yeah. left out over there. <laughs> he thought he was denying me, and I was like, that's the point, babe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. my God, I love it. <laughs> so what was that first experience like? You said you guys talked about it a lot beforehand, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Um, but what was it like you had to find a bull, or was it a bull or just some dude? Like, Yeah, it was just some dude, and that's kind of um, – you know, it's like cuckolding is an identity for me and it's something that we do for fun, but it is not um, – it doesn't completely involve our lives. So we don't – we tend to do more like a hookup or something like that. Yeah. And we kind of create that, that that dynamic between my husband and I um, because it's a little bit hard to find a bull in the gay community. Um, it's just not understood as well. I was going to um, ask you so. about that because it's hard in the yeah. hetero land too. Like <laughs> I, I, you have, I should say it's very easy to find somebody who is willing to fuck your husband, but for someone who gets the dynamic is is a little bit more challenging. But um, and you know it comes in waves depending on you know how we are doing, how we're doing emotionally, all that kind of thing. So sometimes we you know go through long uh, spaces of not doing something, and then we get a little spurt. And right. but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's the first the first couple times um, I wasn't there at all. It was something that we discussed about. He basically went and had a hookup, came back, described it in details. We had like <laughs> you know aftercare, the, you know the, the good stuff, <laughs> um, and then we had those dynamics later on. It wasn't until honestly like probably two years into that that we that we kind of had our first cuckolding where I was present in the room and right. You know, Okay. Yeah. yeah, I can definitely see how the hookup would be a lot easier to arrange and carry out than finding an actual like bull for a real, I don't know, cuckolding scenario. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the, yes. the super easy about to find it, hookups, but yeah. yeah. But the hearing about it afterwards, that's hot oh, as it's so fuck. hot. Like, oh, did that so turn hot. you on times a million? Or oh, what? yeah. That's when I was like, you know, before it was theoretical, but when it finally happened, it was like, okay, this is clicking. I mean, this is this is good. This is what I needed. This is what I wanted. And it worked for both of us. And it got him, um, I think it, it sexualized him in a very good way that he needed. So he came home and he felt when he was telling me and he saw my reaction to it, he felt empowered and he felt yes. he felt super sexy, you know. Yes. getting to getting to talk about this and seeing how I viewed him sexually. Yeah. And that's, that's the amazing part is you kind of like feed off of each other. Yeah. Like the more some, your partner is like insanely turned on and just fired up completely, the more you are. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, okay. So what's the equivalent of cleaning up in, when, with gay cuckolding? What is there like, uh, is there some, the equivalent of that? There, there is. Um, I th think probably the same terminology too. Okay, right? cleaning, so cleaning up, yeah. Is that um, just like eating his ass or like or yeah, what? Like eating ass afterwards. Okay, you know? okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I really don't even <laughs> I know all of this stuff. So yeah, so yeah. Okay, I'm learning. Well, this is gay cuckolding one on one here. <laughs> absolutely, a little education never hurt. <laughs> so is it that? Because for me, the the whole like really the pinnacle of the cuckolding experience for me is the cleanup. Mm -hmm. And that's not for all cuckolding couples, right. for sure. Um, but it does it have that same kind of significance, like in in the gay. So cuckolding? from 
from everyone I talk to in my community, it does. I'm one of those who isn't super into cleanup. Um, we also, generally speaking, unless there's like a, been more of a history, we usually use condoms. So I love eating his ass afterwards. Like once, if a guy has been like using a condom, because I just like the 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 sensation is super sensitive to him. He um, he really gets off on that as well. Uh, but but yeah, the 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 cleanup thing is not quite as big for us. But from everyone I've talked to who does it, it's huge. I mean, I think it gets the same rush. It gets that really yeah that same that same power imbalance. It's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, so in in hetero cuckolding, I think like the part of the the difficulty in um, finding a bull is um, for her to feel safe with the situation, especially yep. if her husband's not going to be there and stuff like that. Hookups are a little bit more challenging because you have to worry about your safety and your comfort Absolutely. level and stuff like that, and you're meeting just some random person. But from listening to Dan Savage's um, show, one of the things that he brought up about that is that um, in in the gay community, there just isn't that much of uh, a worry about that. So hookups are yeah. so much easier. So I can, Absolutely. I can definitely see how cuckolding would be that much easier and more prolific yeah. experiences to be it's, had yeah i mean you get you get on grinder and it tells you how many feet away somebody is you oh know my God. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah there's not that much i mean obviously you take precautions when you need to but yeah there's yeah. not that level of fear that um it's much it's much more normalized yeah. the hookup culture so it's it, you know it's definitely easier to find someone to hook oh, up with why why are there so few guys out there who understand the role of the bull um, I think it's because you just want to have more. So you want more people involved. You don't want to like be excluding someone. Uh, that's the biggest thing that we've gotten anyway, is, you know, people being like trying to turn it into a threesome rather than, oh, okay. you know, um, so, you know, people, people can get it, but then you have to find somebody who's also, um, like a personal, I get excitement out of someone being a little bit more aggressive, when they're with my husband, he loves it too. Um, and you know, you have to find somebody who, who does it to the right level. There's still a lot of things to work out. With. So it's easy to, cut, to have someone for a, a quick fuck. It's much harder to have someone who'd like, who, uh, my husband really connects with because that's, I love seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely an overlap there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, and is like, is there some cases or some instances where um, cuckolding couples really enjoy a, a polyamorous type relationship with a bull? For sure. Um, or that's my understanding of it anyway. We've never gone down that road. We kind of, um, I don't know if it's just our personalities or what it is, but we we definitely have a, um, a disconnect sexually and emotionally, um, at least past the hookup, right? Right. Um, and we've had some, you know, like longer-term fuck buddies that kind of been bulls, but it's always been a clear distinction. I do know of some people who have invited a third in more long-term. Um, so yeah, there's definitely polyamory and everyone kind of approaches those situations differently. Mm -hmm. um, for, you know, my husband and I, that's something we haven't 
we haven't dealt with yet. It's just not been, you know, at the top of our priority levels at all, or, or it's just something that hasn't arisen for us. But I do know that a lot of people do. And do you, do any of your friends or anything like that know about this lifestyle that you guys live? I've got a couple friends who I talk a little bit about, but um, we're kind of private people anyway. And I find that kind of the privacy in a way enhances it, you know, or the, um, not the privacy, but kind of the, I guess there's like a taboo nature of it. Um, I kind of feel like that enhances it a bit, like yeah. that we're not sharing this part of our lives with everyone. Right. It's a secret. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Secrets can be fun. <laughs> so the tab, I, I completely agree. The taboo nature of it is what makes it so hot, but Absolutely. it also can be a source of kind of debilitating shame mm -hmm. um, for a lot of guys out there who are having cuckolding uh, fantasies. Was that ever an issue with you? Did you have to like work through that at all or, or what? I, I mean, I think I had to work through it personally before I even mentioned it to my husband because I did have the, I kind of went into the marriage with kind of the idea of what the marriage was going to be. And it was going to be a, you know, passion-filled, monogamous marriage till the end of life, you know, and that that's what I had pictured and envisioned. Um, and then, you know... I would have these fantasies and kind of put them back in the corner or, you know, I'd play around with them by myself for a little bit and then ignore them. But they just kept on recurring, recurring. And, and I was like, this is something I might actually want to explore. And the more I thought about actually exploring it with him, the more it became like, oh, this could be something that could actually enrich us rather than, than necessarily pull us apart. And there's a lot of fear too of like, what if you introduce someone else and, and then your partner leaves for them or, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of that fear that goes Oh, with yeah, them. absolutely. That's definitely an overlapping fear for sure. Yeah. Um, and then also there's, I've, you know, a lot of people worry about, you know, what if my partner likes us too much and right. then, then our relationship <laughs> is damaged and we mm -hmm. can't go back to the way things were, you know, kind of thing. In a way, that. that might be true. I mean, it's definitely stepping off a ledge. I mean, you're trying something new and um, and not everyone can handle it. And I've heard from people who can't, I've, but I've heard way more happy stories about people who've, um, who've been able to, to grow from it. Mm -hmm. Do people, do guys reach out to you for, you know, questions and advice and suggestions and stuff like that? For sure. My DM is uh, on Twitter is always full and, and <laughs> please, anyone who wants to chat can do that. But, um, and we have some like small groups of, of people also like a kind of group chat kind of thing where we talk about it and people, uh, some people talk about their fantasies, but some people talk about the reality of it too. Um, and I think probably... Yeah, the different, the biggest kind of one of the bigger overlaps probably between gay and straight men is still the fear, the fear of rejection and the yeah. fear of vulnerability. Um, so there'll be people who are in completely open relationships who are afraid to tell their uh, partner about their cuckolding fantasies. And some of that is in gay communities, there's a very, um, it's kind of common to have a don't ask, don't tell policy. 
okay. like as a couple, like, okay, you can kind of go do what you want when I'm not at home on the weekend. Just don't tell me about it. Um, so there doesn't have like jealousy. And some people have that and their partner seems happy with it. So they don't want to break that. They don't want to break that routine. Um, or they don't want to admit their vulnerability into like maybe being interested in humiliation or or these different aspects. And it's still that big fear, which is kind of crazy. You can have a completely open relationship but be afraid to talk about cuckolding. I know. That seems so <laughs> crazy. Like, wow. Is cuckolding really on that much of a level where it is like so fucking taboo that even people completely open-minded to non-monogamy or even kink – Still mm-hmm. don't want to talk about it. Don't want to bring it up or are scared. Like, oh, that's I have, I have noticed. I mean, it's definitely though the last several years, there's definitely been more, more gay couples who've been like wanting to experiment with it. Um, and they don't even necessarily see it as a lifestyle or an identity. They just like, oh, well, this would be a fun scene tonight. And they right. play around with it. So it's, yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely more of it going on now, but I have definitely got those DMs from people who are like, you know, I, I know my husband is sleeping with other people, but I'm afraid to admit that I'm a cuckold to him. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I really want him to tell me about it. And exactly. Make fun exactly. of me about it, but <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So in um, hetero cuckolding, there's definitely a wide spectrum. You've got like hot wifing and you've got it more, the more kind of extreme cuckolding and BDSM mm-hmm. combined on the other side. Is it the same with gay cuckolding? Yeah. I mean, I think that um, probably a lot of people, gay people interested in the cuckolding um, kind of dynamic, a lot of them probably fall more on the stag spectrum. Okay. Uh, or hot wifing, I guess it would be, uh, where it's more about sharing um, and kind of celebrating your partner's sexuality. But it doesn't have that kind of humiliation or power uh, imbalance. Okay. Um, mine does. Uh, that's, you know, that's what gets me off, but not, not so many of them do. It's, there's probably a little bit more of a a stag and hot, hot husband, I guess. Um, (laughs) hot hubby and stag. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hot hubby and stag kind of, um, dynamic is probably more popular or uh, not more popular, you know, has a more people involved in it in the gay community. Interesting. Huh. Okay. Um, and then what about interracial cuckolding? Like I know in Heteroland, that's like really a big thing for a lot, not all, but like for a lot, yeah. it's just, it's, there's a big spotlight on it. Um, is it the same with gay? Um, I think that's probably a smaller subculture within cuckolding with the gay community. It's okay. definitely there, but uh, I think I can't remember how many, it was like maybe five years ago or something. Um, there was a kind of a first study on gay cuckolds and it was done by Dan Savage, Justin Leigh Miller and Dr. David Lay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really fascinating, but they found a bunch, they found some similarities, but they definitely found some differences too. And one of the main differences is um, the interracial aspect wasn't there nearly as much for gay couples. Um, also, there wasn't as much focus on humiliation. Um, so kind of going back to the stag thing, but yeah, I mean, there definitely is a subculture within that where it's, you know, the big black bull, um, Mm -hmm. kind of dynamic. Isn't that fascinating? (laughs) And as you can maybe, 
see from my Twitter account. That's definitely, I definitely have a strain of that in there as well. <laughs> I did notice. <laughs> right. <laughs> I actually really enjoy your Twitter feed, which I don't oh, normally watch porn on Twitter. I right. usually rarely, if ever, seek it out on there. But mm. um, there's something about the videos that you post that I find like so sexy. And I don't know if it's because like there's... It seems like with the gay cuckolding porn, like it it captures those those teasing moments a little bit mm-hmm. better um, for me anyway. Like there's sure. this the audio, the verbal part of it is more um, more fun, and or mm-hmm. there's just more of it. And I don't know, maybe it is that also <laughs> that there's a lot of gay guys who have like just amazing fucking bodies like right <laughs> like you all go to the gym like all the fucking time <laughs> gay, gay twitter is pretty amazing you can see some incredible bodies on there right i was just like damn this is really aesthetically quite pleasing <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah, I do I do really enjoy your Twitter. I did notice that a little bit of a theme about interracial on there as well. So um sure. yeah, I was just really curious about that. That study came out, yeah, it was about five years ago, right? Hey, did you know that there's a one-of-a-kind matchmaking service for cuckolding and female-led relationships? Venus Connections is a private service for single men and single women who want a loving, cuckolding relationship. And now there's a new separate FLR program too. There's no scrolling through profiles or sharing photos with members. It's totally private. And the dates are blind dates too. Included in the program is a three-week course and an interview with me. So join now at venusconnections.com and use the code TOPTIER2024 for 40% off the top 1% membership. That's venusconnections.com. Make 2024 the year that you get the relationship of your dreams. I I believe so. Yeah, I remember reading it. I remember it got a little bit of... um... It got posted to CNN um, under their like science thing. And then that created a backlash and Fox News covered it. Yeah, it was a big thing, <laughs> that study. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I read that um, article. It was, it was all about like how um, cuckolding can be healthy for some couples. And, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but he had found it really interesting that the I, I, I think people, uh, please prove me wrong about this, but I think it was like the only fucking study that was ever done on, on cuckolding. I, um, think, I, th- I think they said that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. And it was, it was done for, for gay cuckolding. I was like, this, <laughs> this is awesome for you guys, but like, where, where's, where's the my study? <laughs> There's literally nothing about women. Uh, right? There's nothing. <laughs> I think there could definitely be a follow-up study um, involving women in cuckolding. Yes, uh, please. Like so another thing that I noticed from your Twitter is you made a post about something about Saturday Night Live um, and oh, that yes. you think that one of the, maybe one of the writers <laughs> might be a cuck. <laughs> it's just a hunch, but based on quite a few of the sketches, um, they definitely, they seem to have a better understanding of kind of the cuckolding kink than than just watching the occasional porn video. 
I can totally see it. This little dude in his little cubicle writing his script for right <laughs> for the skit. I can just picture it. He's, He's like, just I'm, like, I'm getting one out this week. I am. <laughs> I'm getting making it on air. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I've noticed that these ah cuckolding kind of and a very subtle cuckolding mm. kind of themes popping up in different um, movies or shows and stuff like that. People yeah. love to. Send them to me and be like, oh, look, look, right. look at that. There's cuckolding. Um, have you noticed like an increase in that over the years or? Um, yeah, I definitely have. I mean, I think um, some sometimes explicitly. Um, I've Same as you, I've seen like little clips that people have sent or something that um, there'll be clips of a TV show and it's very explicit. The, you know, neighbor is coming over to have sex with the wife while the husband watches. Like it's, and then sometimes it's much less much more subtle um, in advertisement or something like that. But yeah, I've definitely noticed it. Um, you know, I know that it was one of the top genres in porn for a long time. Mm-hmm. That attracts money. I'm sure that, you know, <laughs> advertisers and stuff see that. But um, yeah, it's become much more commonplace. I mean, I think, you know, I think if you asked like any of my friends, any of my coworkers, all about the same age as me or a little younger, they're all going to know what that means. I don't think that would have been the case 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, I think they at least have a rudimentary understanding of what cuckolding is. Yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately, that word cuck has been thrown around as a slur in politics and stuff like lately. Like an alt-right kind of slur. Yeah, yeah which is funny because st- I think statistically they're the ones fantasizing the most about cuckolding. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that. I have seen that study that, that suggests that um, conservatives and people on the right are definitely more, you know, I think it said something like uh, liberals and people on the left are more into um, consensual non-consensuality and into BDSM. And then people on the right are more into wife swapping or cuckolding. Yeah. Which makes sense because you eroticize what you fear and you eroticize, you know, what's important to you. Yes. The the taboo factor is definitely amped up for certain individuals. (laughs) (laughs) Get that. Um, And where do you see the trends in cuckolding going in like the next five, 10 years? Um, I mean, I think what we see in gay cuckolding is, I mean, just in gay people in general, there's versatility is, is key. I mean, people aren't really stuck in their roles. People are very versed. So tops, bottoms, you know, open, not open, semi-open. Like there's, there's a lot of flexibility and, and versatility. And I kind of feel like, that will go in the future. So it won't be necessarily a strict guidelines to cuckolding maybe mm-hmm. um, in the future. And, you know, I think that hopefully with more women getting involved in it as well, you're not going to have as, um, it, hopefully it won't just be like a little shameful secret that people have in their side pocket. It'll be, you know, be able to be fully experienced. By yes. People. Yes. Well, I wonder if the taboo, Nate, part of it will dissipate a little bit. Do you think? I don't know. I, I heard some discussion on that. I've heard other people talking about it. And um, so, some cuckolds were bemoaning the fact that it might be gaining traction because it makes it less taboo for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it makes it less exciting for them. But um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think that you see gay, straight, it doesn't matter. I think you see a lot more... Um, kind of acceptance of non-monogamy yeah um and so that can take 
many forms. I don't, I honestly don't know if that would lead to an increase in cuckolding or if that would lead to a decrease. But I think that you're going to see a lot more kind of openness to that. Yeah, I agree. It's not as crazy to think about non-monogamy as it was before. I mean, you open a dating app and you see tons of people with it on mm. their profile, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Making the jump from, you know, non-monogamous relationship to a one-sided open relationship is, in my opinion, not that crazy of a jump. So <laughs> Yeah. And that's the, you know, the, that encapsulated perfectly for me that how I like to um, experience cuckolding is it is a one-sided open relationship. I like that I, that, I mean, I consider myself monogamous, even though I'm in a non-monogamous marriage. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it gives me comfort and it gives me security to be monogamous. It's just how I'm wired, I guess. But, uh, but then it super amplifies it when my husband is not. That so. seemingly unfairness. Of right? It. Exactly. Yes. Which I love. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I, I mean, I was the same as your partner in the beginning where I didn't understand that part. When my mm -hmm. first cuck boyfriend brought it up, I was like, I don't understand why you don't want that same right. privilege like <laughs> right. that made no sense to me because I you know always thought this is about equality and fairness and you know yeah. meeting each other in the middle and you know doing everything you can all the things sure. that sound great right yeah <laughs> and then there's this guy who's like no I don't want that I just want you to have it and I'm like what like this sounds too good to be true <laughs> yeah my husband always says it's like the best of both world he gets the the experience of being you know of single of, of, of having, you know, hot sex with various people. And, but then he gets to come home and have security of coming home and gets to ex, uh, experience it with me later on and talk about it. And, you yeah. know, and that's, and that's what people do after sex. Anyways, they replay it in their mind over and over again, but now you get to do it with someone else who finds it incredibly hot. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Before we go, just one last question. Um, what do you feel are like the the biggest misconceptions when it comes to gay cuckolding or cuckolding in general? Hmm. Very good question. Um, I think that there's lots of people who view cuckolding as uh, people being in unstable relationships or people trying to make something work. And I mean, there's that, that unfairness that you were talking about, mm -hmm. um, which we love and we crave, but people looking at that on the outside think it's one person being taken advantage of, I think. Right. Or sometimes they can think that. And they can be for either one. They can either think that the um that the partner, the hot husband or hot wife is being taken advantage of by being told to do something. And I'm sure that there are circumstances where that happens, but a lot of this is, you know, this is all about consensuality and experiencing things together. And then a lot of people will look at cucks and say, well, they're being taken advantage of yeah. um, because they're not experiencing it. So I think that, um, you know, I, I think people just don't understand how much um, this is a part of, of cuckold couples, like how much uh, they are enjoying it and how much this is a partnership going into it. Yeah, absolutely. For a healthy relationship that never yeah. gets boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's flirty. It's 
I mean, in the end, it's about fun and having communication with people. But, you know, there's a lot of other things. I was talking to um, a friend of mine and he was saying that, you know, basically human nature is that you want to um, experience the entire emotional spectrum mm-hmm. of, of humanity and even the scary stuff. And people find, you know, safe controlled spaces to experience that. So if you have, you know, that's kind of going back to eroticizing fear. So if you kind of have um, some fear or some thoughts about non-monogamy, you can set up a really controlled way of, of experiencing that with someone and having fun doing it. But, you know, it's, it's the good, the scary, the humiliation, all of it is, you know, can equal up to super hot time. Oh, yes. That just you saying that uh, made me remember what uh, Dr. Justin Lee Miller said on the show. He was explaining that um, people who have cuckolding fantasies, men who have cuckolding fantasies, uh, tend to have more um, sensation seeking personalities, I think is what it was, mm-hmm. something along that line, where it is it, it is seeking the, the experiences with those emotions where most yeah. people would run away from where they want right. to experience that that is a certain type of person <laughs> that sure that really Absolutely. is is brave enough to do that but and enjoys it in a strange way um <laughs> i don't, don't want to say strange because i fucking love right. way, like i think that's amazing but to most yeah. people they would think it's strange but yeah. um and he also said that um cucks have uh yeah, higher levels of self-esteem and higher mm-hmm. levels of self-confidence than the average person. So it really goes against this whole idea of using cuck as a slur of somebody who is right. pathetic. And, and it kind of goes against how, you know, it's being portrayed in pop culture a lot, mm-hmm. um, where it is like a bow bre- beaten, like um, weak cuckold who, you know, who is, who's been forced upon where, pretty sure that in 90% of relationships that end up in uh, cuckolding have, it's the cuck who's pushing it, at yeah. least in the beginning, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's funny. I think that happens in like dom-sub relationships too. I think it's always the sub or, you know, who's like really starts the conversation. Yeah, I'm pushing yeah. it along and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Oh, it's opposite to what you would think, but okay. And where can people go to learn more about you or connect with you? You said your DMs are open on Twitter. Sure. Um, yeah, you can go to my Twitter. That's pretty much what I, because, you know, I had to get rid of Tumblr. So I moved over to Twitter and, you know, tried a couple different places trying to find the right uh, fit. And um, if anyone has a suggestion of a new social media site, maybe that's, that is a open to adult content and <laughs> that, uh that can allow some conversations back and forth. But right now I'm just mostly on Twitter. It's gay cuck old hubby um, on Twitter. My DMS are open. Uh, yeah. Hit me up on there. Um, I do have an Instagram, but I don't really use it much anymore. So yeah, I'm, I'm on, on Instagram. I'm just waiting to get kicked off. <laughs> again. I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's been this long and I haven't been kicked off yet. Right? I mean, this is like my fourth or fifth account, and I'm just like, oh, anytime now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there was there was briefly a um, we the group of uh, people who are involved in gay cuckling me who like chat and stuff we've always talked about opening something else like we feel like there needs to be a little bit more communication because it's, it's a um subculture that isn't necessarily understood so well and we like to connect when we can't um there was a website 
briefly, but um, that one also got taken off. So uh, we're, we're working on it. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on the show. This has been so fascinating. I feel like I've learned so much from you. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. That's going to be it for this episode of the Venus Cuckoldress podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Make sure you go to venuscuckoldress.com. That's where you can book a private chat with me. You can also submit a question for the show or comment. And you can join the Queen's Quarters fan hub where you can get all sorts of really awesome perks, including the helpful cup tier where you can send me your keys for key holding and get access to my secret Snapchat group. So that's venuscuckoldress.com. Oh, and you can also check out the events page to figure out what's going on, including the upcoming Pillow Talk event. Okay, that's going to be it for today's episode. We'll see you next time. believe it's been four years since I first started this podcast. And looking back, I had no idea that this would be my full-time job. I love the work that I do. And it's because of you, the listeners, and your support that I'm able to do this. So right now, if you join the Helpful Cuck tier, you get tons of benefits. My favorite ones are the private one-to-one chat every month. You also get access to my private Snapchat group weekly live hangouts with me on Crowdcast. I love those. And you get juicy bonus episodes. There's key holding. There's video replays of the Pillow Talk events. And there's also access to my private community on the Moan app. So join right now. You can use the promo code CUCKLOVE2024 for 15% off your Helpful Cuck membership at venuscuckoldress.com.